Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. If you're ready to kick Zoom to the curb, as I did many, many months ago, I have a solution for you. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster to another episode of Podcast Better. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite tools to use while podcasting, and that is StreamYard. Not only has this service replaced Zoom, but it has replaced Google Hangouts, Skype, Discord, everything else that I used. Anytime I want to connect with someone online, there's only one service I use, StreamYard. I use StreamYard for everything. One of the biggest reasons I love using StreamYard is its flexibility. I have the option to simply connect with other people online so we can hear and see each other. I use this for a number of different applications. I use it for family hangouts. Anytime I want to talk to my parents talk to my brother and sister, see my nieces and nephews who live all across the U.S., this is a simple way to do it. One of the best parts about it is it's low stress on all of your guests. There's no fancy setup. There's no downloads. It's all browser-based. And even better, it can be used on mobile. Once you log in yourself and create a room, then you just have to send the link of that room to everybody else. And people are used to doing that and getting a Zoom link or something like that. But then you just have to click the link and you're in. No matter what device you're using, you don't have to download Zoom. You don't have to download another app. You just click the link. It opens up in your browser and there you are. I mean, you do have to grant access to your microphone and camera, but you're going to have to do that anyway with any other service. But that's all there is to it. It's super flexible that way because it works on any device that I've come across. Laptop, desktop, tablet, phone. It works on every device. So I use it for family hangouts. I've actually used it for our fantasy football draft this year. On the free plan, I believe you can have up to six people on screen at once, or at least six groups of people. On the paid plans, I think that goes up to like 10 or 20. So there's plenty of room for plenty of guests, and that just widens the number of applications you can use it for. When we were doing our draft, a lot of people were in families, and so they were in the same house but we still had six or eight cameras turned on at that point. And it all worked 
seamlessly. I was able to share my screen with the draft board on it, and then everybody else's pictures were surrounding the draft board. This is a great way to connect with other players if you're planning to play D&D remotely. I've done this a number of times. Because once again, it's not just straight up video, but you can share your screen. So you can share maps, you can share whatever else you want to show your audience as the dungeon master. You can show them whatever you want to show them. And especially in a game like this, where there's a lot of role playing going on and there are people interacting with other people, it's nice to be able to see their face. You don't just hear their voice. But I've also used it for consultation calls. You could actually experience this yourself. If StreamYard is something that you want to get into, but you're not sure how to use it, you think it might be a little bit too difficult, you're not that technical, please reach out to me. Go to thepodcastersguild.com slash free15, F-R-E-E-1-5, and you can sign up for a free consultation. Just put in the notes that you want to learn StreamYard, and I'll show you exactly how it works. I'll walk you through everything you need to know. I'll answer any questions you have about it. So those four things right there are things I do when I don't even start recording. I just use StreamYard as a way to connect visually with people online. But that's not the end of the use cases. That's not the end of what StreamYard can do or how I use it even. Because StreamYard also has the ability to record. And I think this is where a lot of people get hung up is because they hear the name StreamYard and they think you always have to be streaming when you use it. That's not true. Like I said, you can do it without recording or you can actually do it with recording and still not streaming. So once again, I use this for consultation calls, coaching calls, things that my clients might want recorded so they can refer back to at a later date. I can record those calls without streaming them to YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else where someone might be able to see them. This is just a private recording that I can take and share with my clients. But the other big thing I use this for is I use this to record podcasts. Now, I don't typically use the StreamYard recording as my main podcast feed. First of all, I only use this when I have a guest because when I'm recording a solo show like this, I don't need to connect to anybody. But when I have a guest on the show, I connect via StreamYard. My main recording goes into my Rodecaster Pro. It's a soundboard, it's a mixer, it's kind of an all-in-one digital recording device. And that's where I'm going to get my main recording from. It's going to be a little bit higher quality than what you get from StreamYard. However, I like to record in StreamYard when I'm doing a podcast as a backup in case something happens, which thankfully nothing has actually happened to the recordings I've gotten on my Roadcaster. I haven't gotten a corrupt file or a bad memory card or anything like that. But if something would happen, I would have a backup from StreamYard. But then we take things one step further. And like I said, when people hear StreamYard, they think, well, you got to stream. And like I said, you don't have to, but it is possible. And that's where the service actually started. That's where they got their start. That's where they built their niche. So it is possible to live stream with StreamYard. And one of the big things is it's really, really simple to stream to multiple locations. You can stream just about anywhere you want. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, just about anywhere you can think of that you might want to stream, you can do so with StreamYard. If you just want to live stream a video, go for it. If you want to live stream your podcast, go for it. If you want to give your listeners or your Patreons some higher access, behind the scenes access, this could be a way to do that. Let them see what the podcast looks behind the scenes while you're recording. Let them see all the bloopers. 
It might not be for everybody, but it's another possible use of it. The other big thing I use StreamYard for, personally, is to live stream my church's services. Nowadays, not everybody likes to go to the church building, and so they can watch from the comfort of their own home because we're streaming it to Facebook. But once again, I don't need some fancy software that's hard to learn and hard to use. I use what I already have, and that is StreamYard. Like I said, there's no fancy setup. There's no downloads. There's no expensive software or hardware that needs to be purchased to use this. It has a super clean user interface. It's not going to be quite as flexible when it comes to where you put things on the screen. You have about half a dozen options of where the windows go on the screen and what size they are and that type of thing. But for most use cases, that works. Now, if you want to become like a professional video game streamer, maybe there's something else better out there for you. But if you're just doing podcasting or coaching or consulting or streaming a church service, StreamYard works very, very well. Now, as far as podcasting goes, the one big thing I hear, the big strike I hear against StreamYard is that they don't have separate audio tracks for you and your guests. And that's true. They don't currently have that. But I've been in touch with StreamYard and they promised me that that is something that they're currently working on. They're currently trying to get separate audio tracks for you and each of your guests. And that puts them in line with some of the other services that are out there. But when it comes to ease of use, I don't think anyone can beat what StreamYard has. Like I said, I use it for all my podcasting needs, whether it's for this show or for my other show that I do Beam Me Up, which is with a co-host every week. And this has come in handy on more than one occasion. Just recently, in the middle of my podcast, my printer decided it needed to calibrate itself. And when it does that, it gets noisy. And unfortunately, my printer is sitting right behind my microphone. And so any noise that the printer makes, my microphone's probably going to pick it up somewhat. And so instead of saying, hey, sorry, my printer's making a lot of noise. We're going to have to edit this out later. There's nothing I can do about it. Or instead of just me muting myself and my co-host wondering, wait, did he hang up? What happened? What's going on? And he he's like continuing to talk through the show and not realizing what's happening. I was able to actually just mute my feed so the noise from the printer wouldn't get into the recording. I sent him a quick note in the chat. It said, hey, this is what's going on. And then because he was hosting the session, he actually started putting out a message to our viewers because we were live streaming at the time to YouTube so people could get that behind the scenes access. And he was telling them, hey, sometimes weird things happen, but because we have this visual communication, we are able to take care of it very easily. And we're able to understand each other and see what's going on. And then when it comes time to edit the show, we don't have to worry about removing that section because that section is going to contain nothing but silence. And if you've listened to all the episodes of Podcast Better, you know what I'm going to say next. Don't be afraid of the silence because you can use the truncate silence feature in Audacity to go in and remove all the silence from your episode in one fell swoop. In most cases, it's going to be done in less than 60 seconds. Every single silence in your episode is going to be taken care of, no matter if it's three seconds long or three minutes long. My printer likes to calibrate for a long time, but that's all taken care of. And so super simple. It didn't add any extra stress to the recording. It didn't add any extra, extra unneeded stress to the editing process. 
And that's all thanks to StreamYard. So whenever you're connecting online, whether it's for a podcast or something else, I highly recommend looking into StreamYard. Like I said, I seriously use it for everything. If anyone ever comes to me and says, how are we going to connect online? I always tell them, I'll send you a link. And that link belongs to a StreamYard room. So like I said in the beginning, if you want to give StreamYard a try, if you want me to walk you through getting set up with StreamYard and show you the basics of how to use it, honestly, like I said, it has a beautiful, simple user interface that's not hard to figure out. But if you want me to show you all the ins and outs and tips and tricks of StreamYard, get a hold of me. Go to thepodcastersguild.com slash free15 and sign up for a consultation. I'll end up sending you a StreamYard link. We'll meet on there and then we'll get it set up on your end. I'm happy to help out anyone who's interested. With that being said, that's all I got for you today. So we'll talk soon. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.